This ad-free podcast is part of your Slate Plus membership. Lucky you. Welcome to this mini episode of Big Mood, Little Mood. I'm your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Marie Manor, a research and development data scientist. And here we are reading a letter from a listener. Um, I'm right there with you. The good news is our third question is just nice and easy and like straightforward workplace etiquette. No thorny issues. Would you like to read it? I would love to. So the subject of this one is pronorms. At work, we are encouraged, but not required, to use our pronouns in our signature and on Zoom. I would prefer not to be locked into any particular pronouns, as my sense of gender identity fluctuates or is absent. I am fine with people assuming she and her, but would not declare this for myself. Options such as they, them, or she, they also feel too declarative and fixed. She, he, they, none might be most accurate, but also seems like I am mocking the concept of pronouns. Anyway, is it a problem not to list my pronouns when the rest of my colleagues do? I don't want them to think I am disrespecting them in any way or that I am not a safe person to interact with. I I, I really feel for this letter writer. Uh, no, you don't have to do this at all. And I, I think it's worth trying to figure out, like, is this sort of like just an internal fear that I'll be seen as like a jerk uh, or that people will assume I'm opting out for the worst possible reasons Versus sometimes there can be office cultures where stuff that's encouraged is essentially mandatory and everybody kind of knows it. Yeah, voluntold, if you will. I didn't think that it seemed, any of these seemed like they were mocking the concept of pronouns. If you wanted to list alien or toaster or houseplant, then I would start getting offended and say, yeah, you're you're mocking the concept. But if you want to not list it or list all of the things, I think that's fine. If you truly don't care, yeah, put them all if you want. Yeah. And honestly, you know, I've never met anyone who like actually goes for houseplant, but I've met some folks with some pretty out there pronouns. Um, and I'd say it's like an, at least an even split on whether or not I thought they were having a goof. I am so curious. Can I, okay. Should we answer this or can I just dig so much into this, Danny? I mean, one time I was like touring a rooftop garden in Queens and it was like an older group of folks and, and again, like my thought too was like, we are touring a garden rooftop. I don't know that the tour guide needs to be asking us all our pronouns. Like That already sounds fantastic. Why would you not be touring a rooftop garden? That's awesome. It was a cool tour. But yeah, I, I think, you know, I think I tend to think there's lots of places where probably really well-meaning people bring up pronoun asking in, in circumstances that are just not super necessary. Like, Sometimes I've gone to like a hair salon and they've they've asked and I'm just like, I'll tell you, that's fine. But also like, it's just going to be you and me. You're not going to be referring to me in the third person anytime in the next like 20 minutes. And you're still just cutting hair. So it seems not applicable. Again, sometimes it's just like shorthand for we want to make sure trans people feel really welcome. And like anything else that can sometimes turn into we want to like really spotlight and highlight stuff in ways that's like, I'm sure you mean well, but this is a little weird. Anyways, all of which is to say, I, I don't know that I would necessarily love it if I were in an office setting where it was like, everybody does the pronoun thing in their bio. I don't think it's like evil or wrong. I just like, as a trans community of one, 
I would have mixed feelings about it. So it's not just like more pronouns good, fewer pronouns bad, not asking pronouns transphobic, asking pronouns always transportive. Um, all of this is to say, if it's encouraged, not required, it's not required. Focus on not required. And it is absolutely not the same thing as signaling unsafety or transphobia. It's just, I, I don't really want to share that information with my colleagues. And, and that makes a ton of sense. Including for people who may be thinking about the possibility that they may be trans and don't want to signal that to a bunch of their colleagues um, by making a you know de- declaration of what they want their pronouns to be. So all of that is just to say 100% fine to never specify. Solid. But to finish the anecdote with the rooftop garden. Oh, please. So, oh my God. Yeah, it was a little goofy to be asking to begin with. I, I personally felt a little internal eye roll. Um, there was a group of... <laughs> you know, slightly older people, a few of them, you know, said either nothing during the pronoun section or something that kind of made it clear they thought it was very silly. And one of those people who was part of that group that otherwise was exclusively making the slightly caustic jokes said something, it was some sort of expansive plural type of pronoun. And I was just like, first of all, I'm going to make friends with this person and I'm going to be charming as hell. And second of all, I'm just going to use the pronoun, which like, I kind of felt like, no one had taken up before. Um, and so I, I would, would just like compelled. find ways to be like, oh, I love our boots. Um, and like, you know, either... That's what it was. <laughs> this is the nice thing about, you know, heap, heap, uh, heap coals upon your enemy's heads with kindness. It was like either I was taking somebody <laughs> up on like some <laughs> wacky pronouns that most people ignore and like enabled us to have a nice time or it was like a goof and I got to be, you know, not humorless and scoldy Either way, I had a great time and uh, it didn't hurt me any, so. Plus, it probably entertained whoever you were calling boots or cactus or cacti or whatever. I, I think so. I think that was the other thing, too. It's like the result was mutual tickling. I mean, like the sensation of being tickled, not like physically tickling one another. Oh, sure. Nobody at this rooftop garden tickled. So next question then, Danny. Did you become friends with them? And did you ever talk to them again after this exhilarating rooftop experience? No, not at all. It, it was, you know... It, it was a 45 minutes touring a rooftop garden together. It, it's, I've never made a friend that way. <laughs> I haven't either, but you know. I make it sound like I tour so many gardens. I don't, well, to be clear. Well, maybe you do. I don't know what goes on in Brooklyn. Like probably a bunch of Not stuff. Now. Well, this was Queens. This was Queens. Queens so totally different borough, presumably totally different rules. Um, I've been to New York twice. So you could say lots of words. You could say things like boroughs that are not that word. And I would not know the difference. Did you go on a roof? No, I didn't. It was a shame. I should have. I will next time. Yeah. Um, Do you get encouraged at work to put your pronouns in your bio? We don't have to. I personally do. And I've gotten some questions from people that didn't understand it. And I was really glad to be fielding that instead of having them heaped on some poor trans person that maybe would have answered that instead. So I was kind of glad that I not took a bullet, but was like a mild defense against him asking this of somebody else. And it's just always really nice when optional things can remain optional. So someone for whom it would be interesting or useful can opt in and someone else who wouldn't find it any of those things gets to opt out. Like, I think that's not to be all free to be you and me, but uh, I think it's great when you can say, no, thank you. Yeah. No is a good answer. 
Yeah. And I also, uh, you know, want to throw out this possibility too of one of the things that I remember when I started like thinking about transitioning and sort of like changing up the way I dressed a little bit was all of a sudden everyone was asking me, hey, what are your pronouns in this very like, you know, intense way that again, nobody meant bad by it. Everybody was, I think on some level, just being like picking up on like, you're doing something different. I should ask your pronouns. Uh, And again, all these people super well-meaning. The cumulative effect made me feel like I had a spotlight on me all the time. Oh, yeah. And sometimes I didn't like it. And sometimes I was like, I don't fucking know. And sometimes I was like, assume the default. Assume the default. Do not ask questions. Nothing's going on here. So I'm picturing in my mind lots of intense eye contact. Yeah. Sometimes everyone's like, oh, we should ask. We should always ask. We should always check in. Um, And there's people who are like, oh, for the love of God, do not check in with me. Leave me alone. Be normal. (laughs) There's just, there's no one magic thing. Like you got to be able to read the room. You got to be flexible um, and and you got to be able to take somebody else's cues. And so I think that's my main advice here is like, there's not one magic rule of always ask or never ask or only ask when the following conditions are met. That's going to make everybody happy all the time. People have moving targets and competing priorities, sometimes even mutually exclusive priorities and needs. And so that just means, you know, it takes a little work to try to accommodate as many people as possible. Um, and you shouldn't feel bad for not always knowing exactly the next right move. And I think that's it. Those are the, that's the total end of my feelings about workplace pronoun protocols. So final answer, just don't do it. It is, it is. Although now I'm just thinking about like every weird workplace culture I've ever had. And I think, you know, it's been a while now since I worked in an office, but I did used to have a few coworkers who started putting like little inspirational quotes after their sign off. And I stopped working in an office around like 2012. So it's been a while. It's gotten worse. Um, has it, do people do that now like regularly oh, yeah. Yeah. in your field? Yep. And now there's, there's a lot of status messages and it's, it's supportive. It's fine. I don't do it. I don't quite feel the need to extend my personality that much at work, but it's a thing. People do it. That's lovely. It, it, to me, it feels like such a late 90s, early aughts internet culture thing of like having a meaningful MSN or AIM away message or like an email sign off that's repeated all the time. Um, it's kind of lovely to hear that it's still around uh, low these many years later. Yeah, it's still definitely a thing and spreading very, very slowly, which is fine. I've yet to see anything incredibly offensive or super lame or an entire paragraph. Normally, it's at least one sentence and it's digestible and you can just kind of mosey on after the fifth time you've seen it today. Well, I am glad to hear about that, especially in STEM, because as you know, I, I have uh, had a, a long-running invitation to any STEM or really just like non-humanities professional to come on the show and lend some of their expertise. And mm-hmm. I believe that was uh, what got you on the show as well. It was, yes. Yeah, I, and I again, I feel terrible because I have no data questions for us today. But is there anything that you would like to uh, share with the general public uh, from your particular STEMI background that you think it's important for the people to know or to consider as they strive to lead uh, the most harmonious lives possible? That's a great question. So my, my title at work is a data scientist. I have many degrees. The last one is computer science, right? Not data science. And now there's master's and PhDs and everything in data science and data science, data science is just this huge thing. And now there's too many of us, much like there's like too many lawyers or there's always that big glut of whatever profession and people are really bad at it. And they, they think I can graph a thing, but they still have no good problem solving skills. And data science is about problem solving. 
So be a good problem solver. That's my advice to all humans is do that first and let the let the data science come after. All right. That sounds great. Um, I might let the data science come so far after that somebody else has to do it. And that's fine. That will keep me employed. Good. Yeah. I want that for you. I, I want to not have to do that myself. And I want I want you to be as employed as possible. Thank you for joining us on Big Mood, Little Mood with me, Danny Lavery. Our producer is Phil Circus, who also composed our theme music. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to slate.com slash mood to sign up to subscribe or hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using right now. Thanks. Also, if you can, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think. If you want more Big Mood, Little Mood, you should join Slate Plus, Slate's membership program. Members get an extra episode of Big Mood, Little Mood every Friday, and you'll get to hear more advice and conversations with a guest. And as a Slate Plus member, you'll also be supporting the show. Go to slate.com forward slash mood plus to sign up. It's just $1 for your first month. If you'd like me to read your letter on the show, maybe you need a little advice, maybe some big advice, head to slate.com slash mood to find our Big Mood, Little Mood listener question form, or find a link in the description on the platform you're using right now. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.